Hey guys, it's Kiki and we have finally made it to the end. I am here to review season four of Owns Ready to Love, The Reunion, part two. All right, y'all, let's just take a deep breath and breathe out because we are finally gonna be done with this season of Ready to Love. I enjoyed reviewing this season. Um, I'm just happy that it's over because I don't know, the, the men on this show, the women too, the contestants were just very frustrating for me. Like their actions weren't matching their words, but you know what, it's okay. I feel like a kid about to go on <laughs> summer vacation. <laughs> I'm excited to get this over with. I just wanna thank you guys at the beginning because I'll be giving my full 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 thoughts at the end thank you guys for hanging with me for like what 12 13 weeks i appreciate it so much i love y'all i love when y'all interact with me on instagram and twitter y'all let's get into this last last episode of season four all right so we pick up where we left off with aj kyra and alexis and their lust triangle um tommy asked kyra is she interested in aj she says that Although, you know, forming a relationship shouldn't be this hard. No, she's good where she's at. They are very cool as friends. Um, Having a relationship with him is not really in her focus. But, you know, if he is willing to have a relationship with her, she's open to that because he should know what steps to take and what not to do. So, Kyra, you're still interested in AJ? No? Yes? I was like, Kyra, you talk too damn much (laughs) so that segment is over the only thing I think about that lust triangle is that Alexis has super super low self-esteem next we're on to passport Troy aka Sir Lipsalot um we get his flashbacks about kissing women offering them trips Tommy asked the people on stage you know the ladies you know how many of y'all were offered a trip Vernisha pipes up and said that she was offered the first trip. I'm like, okay, Vern, all right. He asked, um, you know, how many women did he kiss? And he's like, oh, not a lot, like two. And Alexis, Vernisha, Amber, and even Andrea raised their hands. So Tommy's like, yeah, um, what did you learn from this, Troy? Troy says that he needs to be careful with what he does, especially on camera. <sighs> that gives me creep vibes. That gives me assault vibes, but I'm... I'm trying not to look at him that way, but everybody kind of like, you know, they 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 were a little broached when he said on camera. So Tommy's like, okay, what about when you're not on camera? And he's like, well, what I was doing when I was on the show, that's not my general mannerisms. That's not my everyday thing. And Amber was like, if it's not your everyday thing, why did you call the kiss your signature move? And he was like, oh, well, maybe I should call it something else because I don't always do it. It's like a it's like a natural instinct when I first meet someone. So Amber's like, oh, it's your greeting. And he's like, yeah, it's your greeting. Um, I have nothing for Troy. I thought he was gross. <laughs> Troy was there trying to fuck. He wasn't trying to be in nobody's relationship. Next, we get a segment on Andrea. In her catastrophe, you know, how she left very early and she was worried about her cat. We get a never before scene with Tommy, Ron, Diedrich, Joel, and I believe David. They're talking about Andrea and Ron saying that he feels like she's hard to get to know. It's hard for her to open up. Diedrich pipes up and said that her cat is missing and that's probably why. So Tommy makes some more jokes about her cat missing and how the other men didn't know that. We're back on stage. Andrea says that the cat is fine. The cat was found. Um, Tommy asks, well, Tommy says that Twitter blew up wondering about her cat. And I'm like, 
No, they didn't. <laughs> Tommy asked Andrea what she learned because she left so early. And she said, you know, she's not assertive enough. Um, she needs to open up more. So Tommy wishes her good luck. She says, well, he says that she has a date coming up with Christian. And he hopes that they can come back and give him some good news. Andrea is not into Christian like that. I mean, she only said yes to the date because I feel like she was embarrassed for Christian in that moment last week. I don't see sparks there, but that's just me. Um, Tommy also lets her know to tell her cat to sit her ass down. (laughs) Tommy is a trip. Next, we get Jason and Kyra's segment. I'm gonna let y'all know already. I have wasted brain cells. I have wasted screaming slash yelling pitches in my voice i have wasted breaths i have wasted so much time on jason and kyra and because kyra likes to talk a lot and because jason just doesn't get her i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this segment like this is probably going to be less than a minute basically we get a never before scene i didn't know why of Kyra talking to Jason about how she kind of she maybe thinks she struggled with depression during COVID not saying that that's relevant but y'all waited till now to show us that scene to kind of tie in with Jason being open about his depression okay that was cute um Jason I'm as Tommy now Jason why'd you change your mind Jason basically said and I'm gonna keep it to one sentence her mind wasn't made up all right Kyra how do you feel about that Kyra feels that her honesty and vulnerability was not a safe space for her and Jason. She says that she tried to handle him with care. There goes that handle again, and it didn't work. And they get into a screaming match because he still doesn't understand. Tommy's trying to referee, but they're still not listening to one another. Um, Basically, what it boils down to is what Kyra tried to say is that Jason made a decision and she didn't. Um, And I also think she said that Jason did not tell her that he had decided on Liz. Now, I do remember that because I remember when they were on the ranch and AJ was talking to Kyra, he implied to her or basically flat out told her, oh, Jason has already made his decision and it's not you. Um, To end it up very quickly, Jason feels that Kyra cannot be transparent with her heart. I think he had said that earlier in the season too. Like, you know, she's very smart. She's calculating. She's manipulative. But um, (laughs) she knows how to use the right words, but she can't be transparent. Um, They end, they're not even able to end on an agreement or with any like closure. Tommy's just like, listen, I'm tired of hearing y'all arguing. So that's what it is. We see them take a break. Jason goes back to sit next to Liz and she's just like, listen, you did a good job. Um, Jason's really upset because he says he's over it. I feel like this is a nagging situation for him, so I understand. But Liz is like, listen, you spoke your piece. She got to speak her piece. You made some good points. That's it. Liz is like, all right, that's it. I don't want to hear about this shit no more when we get in the car. Side note, you guys, did y'all see Kyra on the Love and Marriage Huntsville trailer? I'm going to let y'all go. Pause right now if you guys watch that show and go watch it. (laughs) and Kyra I really hope the storyline they are setting you up for I I I know a a production fix when I see it but it's just bad optics I hope you're not trying to do what I think you're trying to do after presenting yourself as this type of woman on ready to love I hope I sincerely hope you're not trying to do (laughs) what they're trying to make you out as on love and marriage Huntsville okay that's it (laughs) 
Next, we have Stacy and David, and we're talking about that huge communication they had, which in my opinion was the first uh, red flag for David for the ladies. It was the password thing. So I tried to get specifically where they both misheard each other. Um, Stacy, when she's on the date with David, the Pilates date, she's saying that trust is important to her. David going off of that says, so do you need a man to see your passwords? She's just like, no, that's a red flag for me. I don't want to see your passwords and you don't need to see my passwords. Also, I don't want you reading my journal. <laughs> Tommy is back on stage. He asked David, David, do you feel that situation got blown out of proportion? David and his wonky art are like, uh, you know, it did. Um, David said, it's not about the passwords. It's not about the passcodes. I want your heart. All right. Stacy, why was this a red flag for you? She said that trust and friendship has to be established in a relationship and then you would grow you know, to um, sharing the passwords and all of that stuff. So Stacy was basically saying, if we're starting the date off bad and you want that stuff, that's a red flag to me. David's stance is, it's important to me in a way um, because we are gearing towards marriage. And y'all know David is big on marriage. He done been married two, three, 17 times. So he's thinking from the perspective of, this is my future partner. This is my forever. I want that trust factor. So um, Tommy, he asked people like, how many of y'all on stage would share your passcodes? Kyra's like, well, can we clarify? Are we talking about share my passwords with a partner like my husband or with my boyfriend? Does it really make a difference to y'all? Like, I guess if you let's say you've been dating this guy for like three months after the three months, y'all are locked down. You're not dating other people this is my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend, would you guys share your passwords with them? Because I'm a Sagittarius and I like chaos, my answer would be yes. Like, I have nothing to hide. And I mean, <laughs> like I've told y'all in the past, I just don't, I don't care. Like, I, if you ask for it, sure. If, it that, if it's that important to you, I'll give it to you. If it's that important to me and I feel the need to ask you, that isn't in my general nature, but sure. I mean, sure, I'll look at it. Sure. Okay. Actually, a few weeks ago, one of my guy friends, we were chilling and he was like, oh, look through my phone. I don't know. I think he gave me his phone to get something off of Instagram. And he was like, are you going to look at my DMs? And I'm like, do you want me to? So I looked through his DMs. <laughs> nothing was in there. I looked, he wanted me to look through his whole phone. And I was like, oh, it's nothing juicy in there. There's no tea. And he's like, oh, that means I've done a good job of hiding it. Like, who cares? Who cares? But that's just me personally. Anyway, back to what Tommy was saying on the stage. Um, David said, well, let's just keep it at marriage. How many of y'all would be comfortable with sharing your passwords and passcodes in a marriage? Kyra raises her hand. Joelle, Diedrich, Alexis, Amber, KG, and Vernicia. They were the, and I think Andrea did too, as she changed her mind last minute. They were the only eight people to raise their hand on the stage. Joelle, first of all, I know you're lying. Kyra, I know you raised your hand because you're going to want to look in the nigga phone. Diedrich, Diedrich is a creep to me. So yeah, of course he's going to want to be nosy. Alexis is laughable because she's in everybody's DMs. Um, Amber and KG, I think they're both free spirited enough to want to know. 
<laughs> so they'll be like, sure, yeah, look at my phone. Um, Vernicia, we'll put a pin in that. Um, Tommy asked both Stacy and David, do you think the situation would have ended with y'all differently? Had you guys actually listened to each other? Had you guys done a better job of communicating? And Stacy's like, yeah, definitely. I mean, she was thinking relationship wise and David was thinking marriage wise. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. The part of the reunion that shocked me. (laughs) The part of the reunion that had me pissed off. So disappointed. Vernicia and Joel. So we get a recap of how they fell for each other. Just want to point out, Joel was really into Vernicia. You know, he was pursuing her, calling her cutie, looking at her booty, all of that. You heard. <laughs> we get a never before scene of the two of them sitting down. It's Vernicia's birthday. They're having lunch. He's dressed like red fox aka fred sanford all over again and she's just like yeah i really like you i feel like i can trust you but can i trust you with my heart oh vernicia words to live by so when they get back to the stage tommy is addressing their body language like they're sitting next to each other but they're on opposite ends of the couch vernicia is sitting there with her arms crossed and she's just shaking that leg I think it was Tommy last season. He was like, when a woman starts shaking her leg. (laughs) I was just like, all right, Vernicia, tell me what the fuck Joelle did. Because I'm ready to ride for you, sis. Um, Vernicia basically says that after they stopped filming, two weeks after they wrapped, Joelle started to change. She says that they don't talk. That's her decision. Um... Tommy's just like Joel, you know what, what what happened, and um, she well she finishes saying that Joel felt like she was moving too fast. He admitted to her that he slowed down. Um, he started to downplay the relationship, and that really hurt her. She says that when they were filming the show, they left set together every day. They'd wake up, go to breakfast, go film their confessionals. He'd be waiting for her outside when she was done, you know, vice versa. And she says that they stopped. They have stopped being intimate. Ciao. Joelle pulled a robbery on Vernicia. Hold on, let me hold my opinions till afterwards. Joelle's turn to speak. He says that, um you know things did change after the process he said with the exception of Ida Vicky and Andrea he has everyone's number and he talked to everyone and she says that's your problem right there you're so busy being friends with people you know you don't have time to focus on your relationship now listen I want a man who's friendly but everybody can't like you okay that save some of that friendliness for me because I want to be your best friend but if I have a man who's sniggling and giggling and laughing and not just women's friends women friends male friends if you got too many friends like I can count my rider dies on one hand you got too many friends (laughs) to me that's a red flag for Kiki that's a red flag but um Renisha speaks up and she's just like yeah that's your problem too many friends and the camera keeps panning to Stacy, and I'm like, why? Joelle says that, yeah, um, she started to get jealous and she accused him of dating Stacy. Stacy's just like, what? Huh? Okay, now you got fucking amnesia, bitch. I thought you had a man. Why were you chasing Joelle? Um, Bernicia says that um, she heard from the streets, <laughs> my favorite phrase, that Stacy asked him if he had a girlfriend and he said no, that he was single. Um, so Tommy is like, Joelle, were you trying to date Stacy? Were y'all together? And he's like, no, I go to watch parties. 
And Stacy's just in the back acting confused. She's looking at Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum's like, girl, put me in this. I don't know. Stacy, now listen, listen, y'all. I will say this cast, even though I don't follow them on social media, this cast has a, well, I guess because Houston is a hot spot. If you were to look up any of them, they are in a hookah lounge every other night. They are in the club, especially watch parties. This has been the most social media active cast of Ready to Love, in my opinion. Like they're always out. I think that Joelle was going out to these watch parties and using that as an excuse to be seen out in these streets. Like he saw the attention he was getting on social media. Even me, I'll admit, I was simping over him for a little bit. And I really feel like Joel was starting to smell himself and he was noticing the attention because very early on in the seasons, I would say up until episode four or five, until that episode where he stayed, said Kyra's name in the tabernacle, Joel was the fan favorite. So I feel like He's out being social, y'all know. He said he's very friendly, but I feel like Joel was feeling that he was smelling himself from all that, excuse me, attention he was getting. Okay, so that so the rap party things, yeah, I think Ron is even a club promoter. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, now listen, the girlfriend thing. (laughs) Vernicia is pissed about that because she says. When I ask you, are we seeing other people and you say no, that means that we're not dating each other. We're only dating. We're not dating other people. I'm sorry. We're only dating each other. If that wasn't the case, Phoenicia says she'd be out here in these streets dating other people as well. Okay. Um, because Tommy is a messy bitch, just like me. <laughs> and because Vernicia's keep saying, you know, I heard from the streets. I heard from the streets. He's like, so who told you about Stacy? And Vernicia is like the cast. Stacy's like, well, damn, why is everybody talking about me? Stacy wants to be important so much. Baby, you went home like episode two, episode three. We honestly not thinking about you that much, Stacy. I liked you in the casting special, but Stacy is messy to me. All right. She messy. Um, Stacy is like, why are everybody talking about me? Da-da-da-da-da-da. In this instance, I wish Phoenicia would have named names. Like, I'm pretty sure it was Kyra because she and Kyra are tight. I'm willing to bet it was Alexis. And y'all know Ron's messy ass is somewhere in the mix baby back bitch but um Vernicia's like listen I apologize Stacy if that wasn't the case Stacy's just like yeah because you were acting very ugly towards me Stacy does something that I don't like after someone genuinely apologizes you still want to fucking rake the coals over the fire bitch she said she was sorry girl move on trying to be more important than you actually are um Vernicia's like well yeah I was acting ugly towards you because I felt like you were overstepping boundaries Stacey's like what do you mean she says I saw you and Joelle in the corner you were touching his chest that's not how I get down <sighs> Vernicia and Stacy both don't recall that ever happening now unless I missed a major part of the puzzle Vernicia must be crazy because she's just ima- I don't think you would imagine <laughs> someone putting their hands on your man like didn't Portia beat somebody up at Todd's birthday party because she saw she saw the hot dog man's ex putting her hand like women just don't imagine shit like that. So I feel like hold on, I'm gonna wait. Let me let me hold another point. Let me hold on. Let me hold on. They both don't recall the touchy feely shit. All right. All right. Vernicia says, oh, I'm sorry. Joel says that Vernicia started wanted to start to spend the night at his house. He didn't want to do that. Now, 
I don't want to be devil's advocate, Ashley. I hope if you're listening, I know you're advocating for the devil. But I could see why he wouldn't want to do that. I mean, he has two very young kids that who have lost their mother. That would be an immediate sign of, oh, this is going to be my new mama. Like, okay, I can understand that. But dang, we can't get a hotel room. <laughs> you can't come over to my house. Like, why can't we spend the night together? Um, oh, Lord. And then Joel says that um, here's another reason he felt like Vernicia was trying to dictate his life. His mother-in-law passed away. Amber reached out to him. Amber said, listen, I'm here for you if you need anything. If you want to go out to get something to eat, that's fine. Or I think Joel had suggested that, you know, let's go get something to eat. He says that Amber told him that Vernicia told her that she would have been upset had they gone out to eat alone together. Okay. Question number one, Amber, why the Amber, Amber, and I'm just now noticing because last week I was taking notes with my head down and listening as the TV played. Why the fuck does Amber have a fucking snake around her? Bitch, that fucking dilapidated, (laughs) that damn dilapidated, dehydrated snake. Why do you have a snake? Amber, you the reason that Cleopatra don't want to, people don't want to believe that Cleopatra is black, bitch. You're doing too much. But um, Amber, again, why are you, see, if I was KG, because KG was kind of looking, he was looking a little confused. Amber says, I already tried to cut with you with the Ron thing because Ron was lying on you. Why are you inserting yourself again into these relationships? Especially when you kissed Joel. How come we ain't talk about that yet? You kissed Joel and you were feeling so guilty about that. Amber, I'm gonna need you to fall back. Like, I get it, men and women can be friends, but I would be bothered by that because Amber and Joel have kissed and he had expressed an interest in Amber. So no, ain't no going out. Ain't no go bring a damn plate to the house. That's what a repass is for. But um after Joel says that Vernicia told Amber that, Vernicia turns around, she's like, What? Amber, I said that? And Amber's like, well, yeah, you did say, she's like, "Uh uh-uh, I would have never said that. And Amber's like, well, you didn't let me finish. (laughs) Amber says that, yeah, Vernicia, you had told me that you would have been upset had Joelle and I went out to get something to eat alone. My thing is, Amber, where the fuck is KG? Why can't, you know, KG and Joelle, you know, all the guys have the brotherhood from the tabernacle. Why couldn't he take him out? Like, I just, things aren't, the math ain't mathing for me. And I feel like in this moment, Amber, Stacy, and Joelle were gaslighting Vernicia. Vernicia was very upset. She felt, she feels like everybody was downplaying her on the stage. She feels like they wouldn't let her get a word in edgewise. They were dead ass gaslighting her and it frustrated. I could feel Vernicia's frustration because I'm like, wow, y'all really about to sit here and make it seem like, Vernicia is crazy or that she's possessive. Vernicia told Joelle straight up from jump. She even told Diedrich's crazy ass when they went on that date. She's assertive. She's in this. She's looking for love. She ain't looking for no halftime player. She's here so she can integrate a man into her daughter's lives, her kids' lives. Like she ain't here to play. And I feel like, let me give the wrap up on what the hell else happened. Um, Tommy asks, is Vernicia he poses the question of is Vernicia aggressive Vernicia's just like no I'm just assertive 
Tommy, I did like that he held Joel's feet to the fire because I see what Joel was trying to do, all right? Joel saw after that Kyra situation how he was starting to look and how he was starting to pull back. And I'm pretty sure because Joel be on Twitter, all right? He be searching his name just like Stacy Thirsty Ass. He already knew <laughs> that he was going to have to come into this reunion and explain himself and explain this actions. He knew the edit he was getting. And I feel like the stuff he brings up next is to throw the heat off of him and put the blame more on Vernicia to kind of put her off as, oh, she's crazy. She's trying to dictate my life. She's controlling. But Tommy held him accountable. And I can appreciate that. He says, now, Joelle, I know you said that communication was a problem while you were in this process has it gotten better um Vernisha just pipes up she's like Tommy Joel does not speak to me okay <laughs> he goes off of what everybody else says and never has basically the balls to confront me on it he just runs with the narrative <sighs> Joel do you care about Vernisha Joel says yes Tommy asks you know where is this going Joel says that, well, Vernicia says that they've stepped back from one another. <laughs> Joel chooses then to pipe up. Yeah, we stepped back, but it wasn't Vernicia's choice. It was my choice. Okay, Joel. Joel then asked Vernicia, I mean, the last time I spoke to you, you know, when we had that phone call, again, y'all, they still be fighting on the phone. He's like, didn't you say you'd slap someone if you saw me, if you saw them in my face? Amber in the back goes, what? Now, Amber, why would you have that visceral reaction? Like, have you been hanging out with Joelle? Why would you get worried? What? Why would you be worried about getting slapped on sight by Vernicia and her strong arms if you ain't doing nothing wrong? See, KG, you should have been taking notes, my nigga, because Amber is acting hella guilty. Basically, they start arguing again. And Tommy's like, listen, you know, I, I wish the best for both of y'all. I had high expectations. Oh, before the slap thing. Um, Vernicia's like, bruh, I'm 40 years old. I, I'm 40 years old. Here's, here you go again, taking narratives and running with it. Um, I don't need to fight with some man. I don't need to fight over a man. I'm 40. Tommy asked them, can you guys mend it? <laughs> They're both like, we don't really know. Tommy says he's disappointed because, you know, no, Vernicia says she's disappointed because, she doesn't have to chase after a man, period. And I agree, Vernicia, you're very beautiful. You ain't got to chase after a man. Joel says that he's not sure that he wants to mend the relationship. Basically, they have both changed. Um, and then they continue to argue some more. Tommy's just like, yeah, well, I, I hope y'all work it out because, you know, I was really rooting for y'all. Tommy states that he thought that they were the one couple who was a sure bet and that they would have made it. So they cut, we go backstage, Joel sits next to Alexis, he feels like he just got his ass beat, and Alexis is just like, well, yeah, you know, everybody was rooting for y'all, you know, Alexis, shut up. <laughs> Renisha is backstage crying, um, Diedrich is um, pulling for them, you know, he he says that you know what's going on with Joel, you know he's scared. Renisha's like, what does he have to be afraid of? And Diedrich is like, well, he's scared of you. She's just like, if you're scared of me, just leave me alone. And Diedrich also gaslighting. Vernicia says, well, you're crying. You're crying because you still love him. Like, try to make it work. Why is it all on Vernicia to make it work, you guys? Why? And this thing about her crying, she's crying because she's frustrated and she just got slammed by Amber, Stacy, and Joelle, who are all seem to be lying on her. <sighs> I, I just... My whole examination of Joelle and Vernicia, I'm very disappointed in Joelle. 
we saw the way he started to pull back while they were filming and even as the show was airing. Um, like I said, Joel is trying to be a rapper. He saw the attention he was getting in the streets. You know, he wants to follow the clout. I do feel like Vernicia was more into Joel than he was into her. But, you know, he got the ass and dipped. You know, he got what he wanted. He says he wants a mom for his children. But, Joel, you have to want more than that. You have to actually, excuse me, you have to actually want a partner. You can't just be dating someone just so your kids can have a mom again. Like, it's just very disheartening. Joel at his big age is playing games like this. I hope Vernicia uses this as a, you know, a positive experience into not dating the type of nigga that she has been dating on this experiment or in this show. Like, girl, just leave Joel alone, block his ass, and go on with your life, all right? Colossal disappointment. Colossal disappointment. Whew. I'm tired still thinking about Vernicia and Joelle's lying ass. But next, we have David and Liz. <laughs> Just David's package um, about him being a complete psychopath, okay? Tommy, you're back on the stage after the flashback package. Why didn't you let Liz speak? Um, Because you basically give off the quit before you got fired, okay? My nigga, you ran. <laughs> David does a lot of side talking. He tries to out Liz. He said that, you know, Liz always said she had a man in her life and that they'd run. Like that was supposed to be him dropping a big secret. And Liz's like, yeah, I told everybody that, okay? That was my testimony. Next. <laughs> basically David and Liz are going back and forth about him asking her if she kissed Jason while she was on the date with his friends she's saying he asked her that off camera in front of them he says he didn't all right he's just denying 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 Liz is like dude please <laughs> the King James version translation of dude please is nigga please um David said before the elimination that he got a phone call from Liz saying that someone told her that he did not name her first as his top pick. I can only imagine who that would be. Nobody but that baby bitch Ron. Um, <laughs> and that's why he chose to just leave the process. Tommy basically says like whenever someone decides to remove themselves or self-eliminate, self it goes through me. Side note, the producers, but... Tommy's calling David out about, oh, I already self-eliminated. Like, no, you didn't. You didn't officially do that. You didn't let production know you did that. David was lying. Like, we all knew he was. And I think even KG had said on social media, like, they're not allowed to self-eliminate. Or if they do, like, you need permission or something like that. Like, yeah, no, David's still lying. Just the lies, the lies, the lies. Um... Again, David just side talks like a crooked church pastor and he apologizes to Liz. He is glad that she found love with Jason, blah, blah, blah. He gets up again. And this is what makes me uncomfortable about David. He is ready to invade your personal space, whether it's consensual or not. Like he makes the decision that he's going to be in your face or give you a hug. So he gets up and goes over to Liz and he's like, no cash, you know, no cash talk. This is for real. I, I genuinely apologize. And she's just like... Okay. Like she laughs it off and gives him that little side hug. But yeah, I'm just like, David, please go away. Um, They break. 
Jason comes down and sits next to Liz. He calls her my nigga <laughs> and daps her up. And she's just like, can I have a kiss? And he's like, yeah. And they kiss. And Tommy's like, yeah, that, that was a church hug. <laughs> Tommy's still a messy bitch that lives for drama. We're on to Jason and Liz next. Um, Tommy asked them, you know, what works with y'all? Liz says, you know, honesty, consistency, his pursuit of her. Jason, what works for you in this relationship? You know, this is after all the flashbacks and we see Kyra's face. <laughs> and we see Alexis's face during their video package. Alexis just looking like, damn, I wish that was me. Kyra just looking like this nigga. But Jason, what works for you? What works for you with Liz? Jason says that she positions herself to be pursued. How do y'all feel about that? When you guys are dating or you're actively out there in these streets being single, ladies, do you position yourself to be pursued? Because I don't know. I, I feel like I, I do 100% of the time. Like, why isn't that the norm? Hmm. That doesn't mean that you position yourself to be pursued. That shit don't mean that it's going to work because, you know, niggas are lazy nowadays. Um, but Jason says that Liz allowed him to go through the process. Now, Jason, isn't that the same thing that Kyra <laughs> was low-key asking of you, but she never verbalized she wanted to go through the process? But, you know, you were like, no. But I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone because, you know, Jason and Liz are goals. They're cute. Um, Tommy asks, you know, how's the intimacy? Because... Liz was celibate and she's like listen I still had my standards and I we're abiding by them like we we can still be romantic that doesn't mean we have to be doing it like we can be romantic through touching through kissing through hugging and I'm just like what about blowies um <laughs> have you both had growth since the show ended a little shade at Vernicia and Joelle in my opinion she says that yeah they both have met each other's families Liz says that in relationships, she used to give more, but with Jason, she doesn't have to do that. She feels safe and that he reminds her of her dad. Tommy asked them, you know, what's going on now? And um, Jason confirms that they are dating exclusively and that they are in a relationship. Yay! I know y'all think Jason and Liz are corny. I know y'all think it isn't real, but I genuinely enjoy Jason and Liz as a couple. Through all the fuckery we had to go through with last season and this season, they're just refreshing. I, I enjoy them, and I feel like they really are in tune to each other. They got that spiritual thing with God going on. When they're with each other, their body length, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like... I, I believe in Jason and Liz's supremacy. I could actually see them getting married, okay? Like, if they break up, like, whenever you... When I do go on YouTube, I'll see videos of them together. I don't watch it, but they are very much still together in real life, not just at this reunion. So, it's the real deal. Can you guys believe the only two couples left are Amber and KG and Jason and Liz? Who would have thought that <laughs> from episode one? All right, the Paul Rudd. Who would have thought? Hmm? Final segment, Tommy wants to go around the room and ask them if they have any final words and what their future plans are. I hate when they don't get an answer from everybody. I guess they just pick and choose who they want to show. Um, David, what's next for you? He says that he's dating someone new and that he really wants to get married. David, no. Alexis, 
<laughs> Alexa says she's at peace and her king will come. Of course you at peace, girl. You in everybody DMs. You in everybody DMs Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Alexis, I, I, I want you to love yourself just a little bit more, okay? Stop going back to AJ. Um, AJ, who happens to be next? <laughs> he says he's going to continue to put himself out there and that the process enabled him with the steps to take to be proactive and blah, blah, blah. No, AJ, you just lying. You just did this show for clout. Um, Chrysanthemum. <laughs> Tommy called on Chrysanthemum. She's like, I'm here. And Tommy was like, oh, I would have FaceTimed you, but I know you wouldn't name <laughs> Tommy said, I would have FaceTimed you, but I know you wouldn't have answered. <laughs> Tommy is a messy ass bitch. <laughs> Chrysanthemum looked a little pissed off, but everybody else on the stage laughed. And she was just like, um, I'm just going to continue to date and whatever happens, happens. Kind of like it, it is what it is. KG and Amber, you know, KG, how does it feel to come back for a second season? And he said, the only word that comes to mind is redemption. Um, he's happy. Tommy's rooting for them and he's excited for him. Do y'all think KG and Amber are going to last? I think Amber's going to try and get that dick and then she's going to dip out. She's going to pull a Joel. Um, Jason and Liz, what's going on? He calls them the magic, the magical ones. Um, Jason says he's good where he's at. He's good with dating Liz exclusively. Um, Tommy notes that their communication is on point. Jason's like, yeah, it's not easy, but you know, we do have really good communication. Tommy's asking, well, are we going to hear wedding bells? <laughs> Jason's like, well, I'm, uh, I don't know. He didn't deny it, but Liz smiled so wide when Tommy said that. I was like, oh, please don't hurt her, Jason. Um, he's asking both couples if they're going to go on any trip soon. And Jason's like, yeah, I want to go to Hawaii. And they're like, yeah, you need to ask Troy to get you with the hookup since he's <laughs> offering people trips. Um, Tommy does announce that DC will be the next location. We finally getting out of Houston. I'm so happy. I'm going to talk more about that. Um, and the show wraps. We get people. I don't know why they show this because it's like we're never going to see these people again, really. Why why show us the behind the scenes shit? But Joel says that it is what it is. You know, he's still hurt from the way Vernicia and him had their display on stage. Um, Kyra runs up. So it's Joel, AJ, and David sitting next to each other. They're all standing up. Kyra runs up to David and hugs him and says, oh, I was worried about you. Like his interaction with Liz. Like I was, I was worried about what you were going to do. I was worried about... Kyra, stop being a bird for David. Stop simping. Um, and now we know why David said your name. Um, Troy is talking to Tommy and he's just like, hey, I, I, I kind of want to get on the DC cast. If they put Troy's creepy ass on the dc season i will not watch or review that shit believe that but that is the end of the reunion let me give some quick thoughts um i'm very excited that they're going to dc i'm glad you know let's see how some east coast people are dating um dc to me i thought the dating scene it'll be interesting to see because the age group is for this show is like what 32 and up DC seems like a a young professional single city so I hope and hope and hope that they take the time to find people who actually want to be in relationships and that has been my constant complaint with the past two seasons of Ready to Love 
by the time we get to the end, people are like, eh, I could leave this person or stay with them. Like, I could leave it. I could go home and have a sandwich. Like, no one seems to be, and it's mostly the men, really invested in getting to know someone after the show. Like, leaving in a relationship. Like, no one's saying, especially me, that you have to leave the show ready to walk the altar. Like, that's not the point of the show. The point of the show to me is I want to leave this experience with a head start on a relation a serious relationship with this person and per usual you know it didn't work out (laughs) this season just like it didn't do it last season so overall I give season four (sighs) on a scale of one to ten I'm gonna give it a 7.5 like I liked the group of women I liked that there wasn't really a ton of cattiness Um, it's just that some of the men, and I hate to keep harping on the men, some of the men weren't shit. And one con I would have to list is that I thought I would like seeing them out and about and them not being on a resort like last season. But I think that led to too many behind the scenes, um, uh, interactions and problems. Like Ron was throwing the house party. He talked about that last episode of the reunion you know he threw a house party I heard on social media that production did not want them interacting with each other outside of the house so Ron was always get outside of the house outside of the show and filming so Ron was always getting in trouble um, with production like Vernicia said sure her and Joelle were always together you know filming on set you know like stuff like that even though we did see Winter shuffling to Jay's room last season, I, I don't know. I feel like we need to put them on another resort next season for DC, but I kind of don't want them to do that because then we won't get the full effect of DC. Like, I'm very interested. You know, DC is one of those booming places for Black people now, for young professionals, just like Raleigh, just like Charlotte, apparently Houston. Every time I look on Instagram, somebody's moving to Houston. Somebody's moving to Texas. I'm just like, what's next? And low key, San Diego. San Diego is the new hot spot for people to move. But um, DC looks interesting. I liked this season. Um, any other thoughts I have? I really wish Vernicia had found someone she liked. Um, Alexis just was kind of embarrassed. I think Alexis did this process wrong. And I would actually, as much as I've been clowning her, I would like to see her get somewhat of another chance, but not in DC though. Kyra, um, I don't know what the fuck you're doing on Love and Marriage Huntsville with you know who, but I I just hope you're not going to play into that storyline. Other than that, you guys, I think I am done. That's a wrap on Ready to Love season four. Will I review the next season? Of course I will. I hope they just give me a breather. So it's July now. If I were a guessing person, I would say maybe it would premiere in September or October. I'd have to look back and see when the last season premiered. Um... That's about it, you guys. I'm going to miss. Now I'm just down to one show. I promise y'all I'm not reviewing any other shows other than BET Presents The Encore. Like, that's it. Your girl is tired. Your girl has been putting in work. But I do appreciate you guys listening each week. Um, Thank you guys so much. Shout out to um, Lashi Dashi (laughs) on Twitter, who is always giving me her thoughts. Shout out to my girl Yulani. I miss you, you Bermuda queen. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. You can still follow me at K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R 
on Instagram and Twitter. I'm currently into Love Island. So if you guys want to get into that, hop on Twitter and tweet with me. Um, And I just got done watching Too Hot to Handle Season 2. There's some good black couple messy drama on there. Don't be a stranger. Reach out to me, you guys. And thank you so much. I will see you guys next season, I guess, in D.C. for Ready to Love. Bye.